welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 87. Yeah. That's how I feel, man. I'm stoked. I just wanted to do an awkward pause. You could try to do an awkward pause, I, man, I'm but you can't it. make it too awkward. <laughs> I know. You could try, I but I will just fill in that gap. But it's getting late in the studio, and I thought, you know what? Let's see how awkward we can get. And maybe we should release an episode that's just silence the whole time, and we could talk about like negotiation practice. And that's just like <laughs> where you just have to sit there and listen as if you're like waiting. Never to make give the, the first, first number. Yeah, that's kind of like when Conan O'Brien back in the day used to have to do the staring contest, mm. right? I wonder who would win a staring contest. We're not going to find out right now. Especially that'd be weird on a podcast because you can't watch a staring contest. So what would that look like? I have no idea. That sounds like the the worst idea ever. It's the PLS Podcast staring contest. Now I do want to throw exclusive something- to to the podcast. It will not be on YouTube. <laughs> Just tune in. You never know when we're dropping steering we'll, contests. And we'll give you like a, a play-by-play the whole time. See, this is what happens when it's getting late. If you're watching, you know, I'm already down to no Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, I'm sorry. So I I'm just going on coffee. pure podcast energy for the rest of this podcast. Now, I want to throw out something that I haven't discussed with Mike, but I think he's going to go along with this. I hope so. I think it's time for another conspiracy episode. Hmm. You know, like... It's been a, almost a year. You know, there's been a lot of conspiracies just in the news recently, like just in, in the regular world, yeah. not the reselling world. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think that, like, there is uh, in the air conspiracies in the air. I mean, even the raid on Area 51, right? Like, I would the say. The old raid. I would say. The fail, I mean, I'm okay with, like, another conspiracy episode. Okay, but real quick, can I rewind to the Area 51 thing? Did like, it, was it really a fail or does the government just want to make you think it's a fail? Well, there's that. Ooh. And then here's the thing. Don't you think the government now this is completely becoming the podcast that it's not supposed to be. Oh gosh. But don't you go. think the government would have just moved everything out? Do you I know what I mean? Like no, if there was stuff? I don't think they were concerned about a bunch of uh No, I don't. A bunch of it was big on TikTok. 26-year-old guys that live in <laughs> no, their mom's basement. No, it wasn't even 26. It was like high schoolers like my my junior high son was like the area 51 rate he was actually watching people streaming oh, like, their yeah. attempts. At at so I always put a Bitmoji up. If you don't know what a Bitmoji is, um, good for you because they're silly. But no, everyone knows what a Bitmoji okay, so, is. Okay, so I have a Bitmoji of myself that I always put up uh, on the board, like displayed. When the I want to see in. his Bitmoji. It's really good. It looks just like me. So um, I have this Bitmoji and it's like whatever we're doing for the day, the agenda, I, I project it on the board um, when the kids come into my classroom. And for the Area 51 raid, it was the Bitmoji was me sitting on a, a UFO saucer with my arm around like an alien. Nice. And it was great. Like so many kids were like, oh, did you do that because of the Area 51 raid? And I'm like, the what? And they're like, you know the raid. I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, but, uh, but, but yeah. You, so but you knew? Or they, you really oh, I knew. I knew. Oh, okay, okay. I knew. You're just but playing I just it off. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so for, for sixth graders, I, I now teach sixth grade, uh, the Area 51 raid, man, there were some of them like, why can't we just be home? Like today should be a day off of school. And I'm like, I feel you. It really should. I, I definitely, I, so I, I enjoy like UFO stuff and all that. You know, I, I'm not saying where I lean, where I believe. I think it makes great stories. You know what I mean? Like, that's why people enjoy conspiracy because it makes a great story. Right. No one like, you know, you think about the JFK assassination, right? To think that some loser guy was able to take out the most powerful man on earth, right? At that time, like that's a, that's really hard, right? But if you can make up the story that there was like, whether it's the mafia or the CIA or whatever, like it sounds so good. It makes for good movies. This is like a really great intro to our <laughs> conspiracy episode, which this is not. So no, I don't. But 
the reason I brought this up, I know some of you guys enjoy hearing some of this, okay? I know you, we haven't been turned off by almost everyone. Yeah, all three of you that are still listening, thanks for... Okay. But we wanna, I want to make it like an annual conspiracy episode related to reselling. And then when one year we don't have our annual one, it'll be a conspiracy. Like, why didn't they do it? Was there like, you know, like some... <laughs> Was it, were they abducted during that time? Like did eBay force them to not do it? Was it taken down? And we can even have like a gap in the episode. So it'll be like episode 293 and then it'll jump straight to episode 295. And people will be like, oh. The glitch gate got to PHP. Oh no. Okay. That'd be great. All right. So if you have any ideas, any new, now you could listen to our conspiracy episode from a year ago. I forget what number that is, but I think it's like in the 20s. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere in there. Maybe 25. What if I got it right? What if it is 25? I would should, be, should I I'd check be right now? Eh. But if if you have any conspiracies you'd like us to share and talk about, we're open to it. About reselling. About, re- yeah, <laughs> about yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's make it clear about reselling. Yeah. So we're talking, we're talking algorithms. Episode twenty five. If you're watching the YouTube, I just showed Mike my phone. It was episode twenty five. Look at that. Uh, this is a conspiracy. He had. He I must can't have remember what episode we're on, but I remember when. The conspiracy episode happened. Yeah, there's there's something fishy going on here. So we get we need some X Files soundboard right now. <laughs> All right. So if you have any latest conspiracies you'd like to share, or maybe you want us to build on the conspiracies that we talked on episode twenty five, if you haven't listened to our conspiracy episode, you should. It's I think it's kind of entertaining, you know. But there's been a lot, especially with the glitch gate and everything that's taking place. It's prime time for conspiracies. So yeah, send them in. So send them in. You can DM us. You can put in the comments below. Give us you a call. Us, yeah, give, give, us a call. give us a call and we'll even like uh, do that voice thing for your voice. So like nobody can identify who you really are. Oh my goodness. Take it and we'll be like, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll distort it. And then we'll put you like in a shadow if you send us a video. Cause we don't want, you know, we don't want anybody coming after you. We'll take the heat for you. Now, we do like dropping the episode at like the high to Q4, somewhere around latter November or early December. So send us your ideas and we'll discuss them. I like it. All right. So this is an update episode. I love update episodes. I know you do love them. Yeah, but I, you're going to love the conspiracy episode. I love every episode. Okay. So do I. There you go. That's a good way to say it. Now, how have things been? Man, things have been great. Like this is... We've had like our full first full week of my wife being at home and running all of the sales, which has made it easier for me to source. Like it was one of those things like I was thinking like part of me was worried like, okay, when she goes full time, I'm basically going to be like not even reselling. And I don't want that like because I enjoy this. But really, we've fallen into our groove, I think. And we're still figuring out some things. But overall, I actually have more time to source because... She's got all of the packing done, the shipping done, the pictures done, the listing done. And so I'm not worried about any of that stuff. So time that I might be like that over my head, like, well, I guess I got to get to the office and do that stuff. I could say, hey, I'm going to stop at a couple thrift stores. I'm going to go, you know, check out this other place or, you know, whatever it is, go to go do some retail arbitrage. Now I actually have more time to do that. And she's been listing like crazy. Like we are now at a number on our store that we've never had before. Right. So like she's just consistently listing and those consistent listings are turning into consistent sales. So, you know, I would say things are going good and we're coming into Q4. So I'm excited to see what that looks like when we're able to just, you know, up that. Um, I actually didn't go to garage sales this last weekend and decided to go to thrift stores instead, uh, but did pretty good there. And it was nice because I still had family time. And it's nice when you could do that, when you could be at a place where you're still hustling really hard, 
but you can be a little bit more selective about how you're hustling, right? Before it was like garage sales were the only way I was making money. Now it's still the best way, but if I want to have a morning with the family, I could do that and I'm still outsourcing. I'm still making that money. Nice. Now you did post a few days ago about your department 56 yes. taking off. So tell, tell me a little bit. So if you haven't been listening to the podcast, you had a major haul, was it like in June? Yeah, I can't remember how many pieces my wife said it ended up being. She told me, I think it was like, you're looking at it right now. There's still some, there's a okay. lot left. But you already made your money back oh, on yeah. that, like so, way so back. I, I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say I paid 250 for like close to 100 pieces, like so many pieces, some smaller, right? So like not every piece was like an expensive like house piece, but some of them are, you know, trees or like little, you know, decorative pieces that go with it. Uh, but overall, a lot of them are worth money, right? And we've already easily made our money back on those. And you we made it outside left. of the Department 56. You had like that model car, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that was, I, I still think to this day, that was my best hustle because not only did I get all that Department 56 stuff, but I picked up this model car for like $5 that I sold for like 250 bucks. So that pretty much paid for once you do and the everything net. Is just yeah. profit. Yeah. So then the rest is just profit. And yeah, it's been nice. Like she, my wife like pounded it out. Like I've had to move these apartment 56 stuff like probably three or four times because it's like, okay, we're going to list them. But all right, now we're moving to this other place. Got to pack them all up and ha still haven't listed them yet. And in the course of like three days, all of the pictures taken, she's got them all listed. And then the sales now are just coming in. They're coming in. And it's, it's super nice to have that, that, that consistent where they're coming in. And because there's, it's all profit now it's easy to have in the morning when that first offer comes in. If it's like, oh, that's not the best offer, but it's department 56. We've got so many of them. We're still going to make money on this one. And it's going to hopefully trigger that algorithm <laughs> conspiracy, right? And make it so that we can continue to make sales throughout the day. Uh, so yeah, it's been really, really nice. In fact, you know, we had a bundle of ones. Like there were these trees, department 56 trees. Some of the trees were not expensive, but like these ones, when we open up the box, like the person like bubble wrapped them and then like bubble wrapped them again. So we're like, oh, these must be worth money. And sure enough, they were. And so we sold three boxes of these trees and made like almost 200 bucks off of them. So Wow. Good for you. Yeah. That's awesome to hear because I remember that huge haul and I'm seeing the haul getting smaller. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm going to throw this out and I'm not going to do it. Or maybe I'll do it and I won't say when because we have listeners that follow our stores. But I always wondered, like, what if you accepted every single offer? Mm. Like, I, are there some sellers out there that do that? And and if you do, share us in the comments below because I always wondered. Yeah, so I can offer a penny to some of your stuff. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I don't want to do it because then we'll get bombarded. I'm like, wait a second. This isn't even 50%. But I wonder because you know how it is. You have that lowball offer. It's been kind of slow. And then you accept it. And then sale after, sale after. Actually, the previous podcast that happened, I had a lowball offer. I accepted it. And then within seconds, I got another offer and it was too low. I had to counter on that one. And then sales stopped. But I wondered if I had taken that second one, would it have kept going? The hard part is you'll never know. And it's easy to speculate that it would have. But again, so much of this is anecdotal. You need so much data to know for sure. But it seems consistently across the board that people feel that way. Now, to me, that isn't enough to say like that. That is for sure 100 percent the thing, because I know so many people who think, you know, they fall into like gambling fall fallacies, right? Like all the time. And I'm like, that's not how gambling works. Like that's not how like statistics work. And they're like, no, trust me, it's been read three times in a row. So the chances of it being read again are like only really small. And I'm like, no, it's every time it's the exact same 50 50. Right. So I know people 
go by anecdotal evidence, but it does seem pretty convincing. I've heard so many people say that, you know, it triggers if you're accepting offers and if you don't accept offers that somehow you get pushed further down in the algorithm. So, you know. Yeah. So it's just something to think about. I mean, just to consider, because, again, if you're having a slow day, sometimes you just need that to happen. You just need it to happen. So I thought I'd throw that out there now. So part of it, too, you know, you have this greater family time. Right. And that's pretty awesome. Like, I, I, I do enjoy hearing that because I know that part of the reason that you're kind of struggling getting the listings up was like she was working, you're working. Yep. And so do you feel you have even more time freedom and not as constrained? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, man, it, it's amazing. I mean, my hat is off to anybody who's a stay at home mom, right? Like that is it's a tough job. Um, and then my hat's off to anybody who's hustling, you know, on their own out there. Um the fact my wife is doing both. And so like, I just, I admire her so much and I'm, you know, even kind of afraid to talk about it. Cause I don't want to sound like, you know, like, you know, some chauvinistic guy, you know, but like when I can come home from a long day of work and I get home and she's done like the house chores and, and she's done listing and she's done all this stuff. Oh yeah. But you help her on the house. Oh no, so, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I that, do. That I, I know that I know about Mike. And and when Mike can, he makes the bed, but he leaves earlier. So, you know, <laughs> true. talking back to our book study. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so definitely like I, 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 I do things. I help, you know, clean up dinner. I, I do a lot of stuff. So it's not like I'm just like, you know, this is your job. You, you take care of the house. <laughs> I'm going to sit on my lazy boy. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you what, like the fact that I can come home and there, all of that stuff that used to just be over our head, like we'd both get off of work and then it was both like, now we've got to go run this chore and this errand, this errand. It almost left no family time. And then it made doing the hustling that we were doing for reselling. Like we still enjoyed it, but at times it was almost miserable because it was like, we just have never stopped. But now like weekends, like it's weird. Like I've never, I think this is the first time in years where like we're sitting there and there's almost moments where we're bored and it's a great feeling where it's like, Hey, we don't have any, you want to go to the beach? Like. And we could stop at some thrift stores on the way. Like, it's such an awesome feeling. You know, you're a reseller when you're like, can we go to the beach in San Diego, but stop at some thrift stores along yeah. the way? I mean, we're not foolish. You know, you still got to be making money. But it, it just But different. the beach is free. So yeah. you're just making profit. That's right. So, you know, all that to say, like, I know that can't be everybody's thing. Like, that not everybody's going to be able to have that same opportunity that we're, we've worked. But I feel like we've made a lot, lot of sacrifices to get here. So I'm, I don't feel bad, like being excited about it. Like the fact that we've moved into uh, a fifth wheel, the fact that um, she gave up a really good paying job, that I switched jobs to get different insurance, that we've totally revamped our reselling. Like we've done a lot to make this happen. And so I feel good about saying like, hey, there's a lot of fruit to the work we've done. Like we're actually starting to reap, you know, a lot of what we've sown. And so, um, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's enjoyable. And, you know, not, I don't want to say any of this to be like braggy and like, and if you're not there, like, ha ha, you're not a good reseller. Just to be hopefully to say like, hey, if you make the right sacrifices and you change things, you can have the type of life you want to have. Yeah, but there's something to be said about that, Mike. I mean, it wasn't, you know, if you stayed and I, you know, I, I remember at times I questioned you like, are you OK? Like, you don't even have Wi-Fi, right? Like, yeah. how, how is this going to work? Right. But it's one of those things where you made the tough call. I personally couldn't make your call. Mm. I could not go fifth wheel. I couldn't go off the grid. I like staying very connected. I like my 100 gig speed, even though I could have it faster. No, it's not 100 gig. That'd be intense. I could have one gig if I wanted. But anyways, you made those sacrifices. You made those calls, right? And and not everything was easy. Remember in the summer, having to put together your solar? 
Yeah, I thought I was going to die. Man. It was that terrible. Was crazy. And I remember watching you do it. And I'm like, this is so bad. But it's, so it does. It takes us. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong in celebrating that you're at a certain place. And and you still have a lot to go, right? I mean, we all have, you know, our kind of milestones. And it's going to take a while to get there. But, hey, it's okay. Enjoy the fact. Because there were these last few months, Mike, where I was kind of concerned about you a little bit. Yeah. Hey. You know, I've had those moments in my life and, you know, going back to like our last episode, if you haven't listened to our Make Your Bed episode, um, you know, definitely don't want to be the person that's like, woe is me. I've gone through so many hard times. But I just think of how many seasons in my life where it was like just absolutely miserable, just clawing my way. Like, I mean, there was times with my like teaching credential program or going through my master's when my son was in the NICU and I'm working on my master's thesis, which is due in a few days. And I'm working, you know, like I feel like I'm clawing through life and it's just hard and difficult. But if you're willing to put in that work, you look back and you say like, man, like I'm here today because of that work I put in then. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it feels good. good. What about you, man? How are things going for you? <laughs> I can't speak the same. And I'll share that when we get to our random stories. It's been a, it's been a rough two weeks. Mm. Uh, but some exciting things, uh, you know, I always love traveling up North. I love, uh, sourcing with so quick ship quick and with other resellers hanging out, you know, just whenever you can, that's always super good, especially, you know, recently can be a very solitary process. Mm -hmm. Right. And we talked about that, but you know, I've really enjoyed sourcing with the new tools and using a scanner, especially with FBA. The hard part about it is you get even, we talked about this, I think last podcast, when we talked about don't make time your enemy is that you get raw numbers. They're not raw numbers. You get actually more calculated numbers, mm. right? You're not just looking at gross. You're looking at the breakdown of your net based on, you know, when you're sending stuff into FBA about how much it's going to weigh and how long it's going to sit in the warehouse and, and all those things. And so, you know, I've shared this before, but I'm... Thanks, Mike. It just adjusted the mic. I've been good lately. So yeah, you're doing a lot better. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that, Dad. I, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, but uh, not making as many rookie mistakes. <laughs> there you go. Um, but here's the thing I was really spoiled last year with this Toys R Us closing. I mean, I keep talking about how many boxes I was sending in, and now the hustle is going to be even more. And so I got really look at my numbers because with Toys R Us, it was really easy. You know, I bought most of the stuff at 80, 90% clearance. So making a profit was not a problem. Well, now I don't have that advantage. So now I have to scan even more. I have to be even more careful with my numbers. And so that's been kind of a struggle. Uh, the other part is, you know, boosting eBay. So, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but despite all the glitch gate and everything that's happened, sales are still coming in. And I'm really going, you know what? And I talked about this before is maybe I need to, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because there's so much money to be made in FBA. But, you know, I've had those days where I've had several hundred dollars. And to make that several hundred dollars on eBay, right, it only takes a few items. To make those several hundred dollars on Amazon, it may take 500 items. You know what I mean? Ooh, that many? Well, it depends. It depends on your margins, right? I mean, if, if, and I'm not picking up stuff that's there, but sometimes I do pick up stuff that I'm only making, let's say, $3 an item, right? So, you know, okay, 500, a little exaggerated. Okay. All right. A little exaggerated. But let's say I want, I'm going to make $300. I could do that on eBay by selling three or four items, right? It's totally doable. 
to make $300 net, depending on what you pick up, right? You got to be super careful, mm. right? That's all I'm saying. So you could pick up a hundred items and you'll make that $3 and you'll make that 300 or you could pick up maybe six or seven, but we're not there yet, right? We're still in October. So it hasn't really hit where those major bolos are there. So I'm, I'm just kind of evaluating things, thinking about it. So, you know, I will tell you, it's really felt like a grind lately and I'm okay with that. If this was January or February and I felt it was a grind, then I'm kind of like, Oh man, like I got to figure something out, but I know it's not going to be like that. And I know that once Q4 really starts taking off in November, it's going to feel like a grind, but the motivation is going to be all the sales, right? When you can refresh your Amazon Solar Central app and you're like, whoa, I just made 50 sales in the last two hours. Okay. Then I can keep moving. I can keep hustling. But right now you don't see those kind of numbers. Yeah. Right. And I'm being a lot more careful. And so the money I made last year at this time isn't the same, but in reality, it kind of is because the net's the same. Does that make sense? Right. So just a little different. Yeah. I feel you. So that's kind of where, where I'm at. So um, I'm just trying to find that, that. I hate saying the word balance. I think balance is just, I don't like balance. I don't think, I don't think it exists. Yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those things we've talked about this in the past, or at least I have, I'm really big on, you can't speak in absolutes. So people who are like balance is, you know, that's what you're striving for. Balance doesn't exist. Like both of those things, like you really got to define your terms. Cause mm -hmm. I think, I think there is a place where it's like, balance is a good thing and then extreme effort is a good thing and then you know focus and then you know sometimes risk like all of those things have their place and so unless you're really defining your terms i'd be careful speaking in like absolutes because somebody else when they're hearing balance like they're thinking some they might be thinking of like a healthy more like legitimate and not like the you can have it all you know oh no here we go with that one again i hear i see what you go okay so give you an example so one of the highlights of last year of Q4 was sourcing with SellQuick, ShipQuick for FBA. And we would hit stores from like the moment they opened until one in the morning. And it was, it was like, we didn't have to scan. We just go in stores, money, 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 right? Everything we grabbed, we knew we were going to make profit on. Well, this last time, it wasn't like that. But again, second week of October, right? So perspective is everything, right? And understanding where you're at. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to that. So let's go to our random stories, random stories. I need, I need more, uh, soundboard stuff. Like each one of our like transitions, there needs to be something. Uh, okay. So we're leveling up the podcast. Yeah. I'm fine what, with what it. What should the, what should the as random stories? As long as it's not cheesy. Should because be like, you can go really cheesy with soundboards. Like a, like a randomizer, like random goes, stories. Random stories. Just like that. I like it. Okay. <laughs> like auto-tuned or something. That'd be great. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So I'll go since I'm starting on this path of craziness. So let's hear it. Well, here's the thing. So fulfilling MF orders, right? Merchant fulfilled on Amazon. So that was a journey in itself. And I know I'm not the only one. So, cause I know in the comments, sometimes there'll people be like, well, Orlando, if you had your act together, you would have sold these blah, 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 by this time. But here's the thing. I'm not the only one. I saw plenty of people that were like last minute trying to sell things to hit that 25 item limit. So you can sell things. So basically fulfilled. you're saying because other people messed up, it's okay that you messed up. Yes. I feel, I feel better. I just feel good. Okay. <laughs> I'm being real. So, so here's what happened. I didn't wait till the end. I sourced items, but I'm telling you, Amazon is your ultimate foe. 
when it comes to selling on Amazon. They really are. So I'll give you an example. I had picked up items that were super low ranked and I had priced them really low and it didn't matter. Amazon was undercutting my lowest price. Remember I talked about like the Uno cards and so uh-huh. on? Like they were undercutting that. Right. And I used, I went to the Uno cards again because I thought it was easy to ship and so on. And I liked your idea. So thank you, Mike. Your, Mike's idea was list one, sell it, and then put in another one. Because what was happening, right? I listened for like super cheap. Bunch. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm out all this money. Well, and it makes sense that people did that. Like I, when I worked at Target for like the one like short season while I was going to school for my, my teaching credential, I, for whatever reason, they had a board game on clearance and it was Wits and Wagers, like super fun party Wits game. Wits and Wagers. Yeah. That's kind of debt-free community, isn't that? Um, no, not really. Yeah, it it's is. It's more of like a gambling game. Is that a Ramsey game? No. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, because okay. it's like a gambling, like it's kind of like a trivia gambling game. But anyways, they had them on clearance for 50 cents each. And I bought like 15 of them, right? Like all of them that they had. And I wasn't a reseller at the time, but I was like, these are going to make oh. great gifts. The Ramsey one is act your wage. Ah, uh, act your wage. Got <laughs> Sorry. it. Sorry. No. But yeah, so I, I I was giving these as gifts for people because it was like such a great clearance. So I can imagine if somebody's on Amazon and they see Uno cards for like super, super cheap, it'd be like, hey, I could buy gifts for the next year. People How special birthdays. to the people that listen to this podcast that are friends of Mike that got those gifts feel right now. Wits and wagers? Yeah. Hey, if you had fun playing it, who cares how much I spent? You okay. know? All right. All right. Finish your story. Sorry. Man. <laughs> Isn't that weird though that like there's like this perceived, like the value of the item, how much you spent changes the the value of the item. I just watched, it's real. It's- I know, but I just watched the Seinfeld episode today where um, George buys a, a salad for Elaine, right? But this other lady was like, carried this, the salad and actually handed it to Elaine and Elaine said, thank you to the lady. And George is like, how dare she? Like I paid for the salad. Like I should be the one getting the thanks. Right. And it's this whole thing of yeah. like, well, but yeah. I paid a lot for it. So it's, I, is yeah. that the same episode where I think George, I think George does, he finds a super cheap sweater, super like designer uh, sweater, and there's one flaw, yep. right? But he's able to get it 90% off. And it was all good until Elaine finds a flaw. And then it's like, yep. you bought this at 90%, or I think maybe it was Jerry, I can't remember, yep. but she's like, you bought this at 90% off. And then you must not care about me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like that was a thousand dollar sweater or yep. whatever it was. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. But isn't that weird? So, but yeah. So if you, if you got a 50 cent wits and wagers, um, the retail value on it was 1999. So just accept <laughs> that. Like, you know, I got a deal. You got a fun game. Everybody wins. Stop complaining. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. But going back to it. So I was listing these and then what happened is Amazon got on the listing and then Amazon was super undercutting, super undercutting, super undercutting. And time was ticking. So I had sold a few, sold a few, sold a few. And then I was contacting, you know, people like, hey, you know, where are you? And they're like, oh, we just hit our 25. Somebody else is like, we hit our 25. And I'm like, I'm done. I am so done with you, Amazon. I will win. So I sold stuff. 27 cents. Ooh. <laughs> Amazon was really trying to undercut you that much. It wasn't that much, but it was it was to the point where I'm like, well, because what they do is they combine they combine it with shipping, right? So mm-hmm. the other sellers have it, and I'm sorry if I undercut you. I, if you were part of that crew, my apologies. I needed to make my sales. I needed to hit my 25, so I went all in. I sold the 11 items that I needed within 45 minutes. 
Sold, relist, sold, relist, sold, relist, sold, relist. Boom, 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 boom. Hit my 25. People are like, what are you doing? You're like, focus on your phone. You're like, I'm losing money. It's great. Hold on. I got to, I got to lose money 10 more times. Yeah, but I'm you good. know what? I may have lost 60, $70, but the money I would have lost if I didn't make that merchant fulfilled, you know, requirement would have been way more than that. So that's something you got to think about in reselling a business. Yeah. You got to make an investment. You got to take a loss to win later on. You don't have to, but there's times when that's, that's the right necessary. course. Now, again, had I listed in August and had, you know, yeah. I done more research yeah. and that yeah, sure. So yeah, don't don't out. feel bad about calling Orlando. I'm not out looking just for anybody. Other to feel people, bad. you know, I, mess listen, up too. Listen, again, I say this before. I was a teacher and I was an administrator. I got called out all the time. When people call me out, whatevs. Like yeah, Orlando doesn't care about anybody. Tell me opinion. something I haven't been called. Okay, you know what I mean? Like I'm not asking for it in the comments, but I'm just, I'm just saying. You hear that guys go crazy. No, I've, just be nice. I've been called. He's a sensitive guy. He pretends like he doesn't care, but he cares. He's sensitive. No, I do. Be nice. I to do. Him. I, I, you know, I love people and I love having friends. So yeah, I get that. But I've been called every name in the book. So it is what it is. That's right. So all right. Here's my other. I got two more fails. This oh. is my random stories. All right. I'm trying to help people here. So, through my so fails. random stories is my fail stories of the week. Yeah, but that's pretty much one of my week. But here's what I'll say reselling isn't for the week it just isn't put that on a t-shirt reselling (laughs) not for the week especially if you're full-time with like shark like sell it during shark week (laughs) you should because i felt like sharks were coming after me now the other item is i had purchased some items for reselling on amazon and i always say the hammer can drop anytime and it dropped the fact that i had been Basically, I was contacted and I was told that you could no longer sell these items. Yeah. Thousand or so dollar loss. Like right there. That hurt. I mean, this was the same day that this next event I'm going to share happened. Right. And this is what I'll tell you. If you're doing retail arbitrage, because people contact me all the time and they say, hey, Orlando, you know, is there a danger in retail arbitrage? And I'm like, yes, there always is. But it's like anything, even with even on eBay, if you're selling new items on eBay, all it takes is for a company to say, we're going to Vero this and you're done and you can't sell it anymore. Right. What I will tell you is you got to consider, is it worth the fight? And for me, it's just not worth it. So I just pulled everything. I took the thousand whatever loss. But it hurt because that hurts. That was going to convert to several thousand. Now, are you going to be able to sell those on eBay? Whatever. I'm not doing are? anything with those right now. I'm like just nothing? Not, nothing. Not right now. Not right now. Just because, you know, you got to understand. when when Put co- them into your 401 closet. And then yes, when, when they become happen. retro, then you're good to go. There you go. They're vintage. They're vintage. but you, Vintage fingerlings. Here's what you got to remember is when certain companies start going after sellers, it's pretty much like everywhere. Right. Right. And it's more and I, I don't want to speak on any kind of authority here because you don't know. Right. I mean, there are other resellers that have sold items and they've gotten sued for selling certain items. Right. And they weren't trying to do anything malicious. Mm. Right. So for me, it's like, hey, better safe than sorry. Not doing this anymore. I'm done. This will go into my 401k closet time capsule. And maybe hey, it'll come I mean, back. If you got the space. If you guys, and and that happens sometimes. So, 
I just want to be real with all of you that, hey, part of retail arbitrage is that game. Is a sense that you may one day be making a lot of money on an item, and next thing you know, you could either A, be gated, or B, get sent to notice that you shouldn't do this anymore. And I know some people in the comments may say, hey, you should fight this, or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you can. That's totally your option. For me, I got other things to worry about. Yeah, it's a $1,000 loss, but I got several other thousands to make over the next, you know, couple months. I like it. So just got to be Keep real. looking forward. Keep looking. For, keep, thank you, William McRaven from our book study. Make that's your right. bed. That's what he said. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. In case you missed that. All right. That same day, that same day, Cammy, it's on Instagram. It was on our Insta story. So, you know, if some of you are like, this is really a hobby, it did. It was there. So, you know, I like mornings because I get woken up by sales. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people. That's like, your alarm clock. Ching. It is. It really is. Or you got a message or you know what I hate? I've said this before. eBay, please change your message. Like if it's a message, make it a different sound because you think it's an offer and then you look and I, I do not like eBay messages, mm -hmm. right? They feel like you're just wasting your time. You get this, you know, what do you call it? Those the endorphins kick in. Mm. You're like, yes, an offer. And then sometimes it's like somebody wanting a return. Yeah. And that's the message. Or somebody asking ridiculous questions or, and it's like, why did I, that, that sound, that was so mean. That sound shouldn't be triggering me to feel good, right? So I get this message and somebody messages me and says, I don't know what happened, but I got a box with just a bag. I'm like, what? Like, that's impossible. Like, you know, so I, 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 I message them back. I'm like, I'm so sorry. That's never happened. You know, please send me pictures because I automatically go to I'm being scammed. Right. Right. But if they send me pictures, then, you know. Then it's obviously well, anybody can send you pictures of an empty box. Yeah, but this wasn't an empty box. So what happened is I had these coolers, these San Diego Goals, Goals coolers that had I had sold. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I paid three bucks and I sold them for 20. It was a good profit. Well, the picture showed this cooler. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. You sent it to the wrong person? I so guess. did somebody else buy the cooler and you sent it or did you just pack the wrong thing? I don't know what happened because here's the thing. I don't do the bulk, you know, when you do the bulk uh, labels, uh -huh. like I don't do any of that. I go one by one because I know myself right. that I can very much lose, you know, things. So, but I wait, I, I'm still, that doesn't answer the question. So <laughs> did, did somebody buy a cooler and somebody buy shoes? Two yes. different people. Okay. Yes. So it's not just like you grabbed the wrong item and, and shipped the wrong item. You just swapped addresses or something like that. No, here's where it gets tricky. So they show me the cooler. I'm like, oh no. So then I check my tracking for the cooler because I'm like, obviously, the person with the cooler mm -hmm. got the Bally shoes, right? Those are the shoes that this person was waiting for. Well, I checked the tracking on the cooler. It says I have two tracking numbers. I checked both tracking on, on eBay. It, you know how it shows like sh this has been shipped All by right. the seller but not delivered mm -hmm. or not sent for tracking? Both of them say that. Hmm. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, all right, I apologize. I refund them the full amount on the ballet shoes. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. When they message me, they're like, these aren't the Kuru shoes I wanted. These are ballets and they don't fit me. <laughs> so I'm like, this is person actually, wait, no, sorry. That's the next message. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, okay. okay. Rewind. First, first person wanted ballet shoes. They got a cooler. Then I get messaged by the ballet shoes person. 
But it's not the ballet shoes person, which we thought. Are we saying ballet? Like, like no, ballet. B a l l y. Vintage oh, okay, shoes. Vintage right. dress shoes. So I get messaged by a cruel person. This cruel person was supposed to get ballet shoes. So you're thinking that I switched the cooler and the ballet shoes. Right. No. It's even worse than that? No. It is. Because the person that's supposed to get Kuru shoes got Bally shoes. Do you get where I'm going with yeah, this? So it was like a three-way swap. Yes. Okay, oh, so, no. so this person messages me and goes, I was supposed to get Kuru shoes. I got Bally's and they don't fit. Now, my question is, why did you even try these they're shoes like, if they're not what you hey, wanted? I didn't buy these, but, you know, why not? Like, if they fit, I'll keep them. So part of me was like, hey, it would have been awesome if it fit. And they're like, you know what? I what about the person who ordered the ballet shoes? Did they get the Kuru shoes? No, they got the cooler. Remember? Okay, then the person who ordered the cooler got the ballet shoes? Or the Kuru shoes? Like, somebody, like, they all three <laughs> got some, it, Okay, yeah. see how confusing this is? So, okay. So let's rewind it. First message. I'm supposed to get ballet shoes. I didn't get them. I got this bag. The bag ended up being the cooler. So I'm like, hey, maybe the person with the cooler got delivered yeah. the ballet shoes. I checked the tracking on the cooler. There's no tracking and there's two tracking numbers. Yeah. But but the end of the day, all three people got the wrong item. Don't know. Well, you, how do you not like it? Like, okay, there's no they, way. Okay. okay. But that's what scares me because the person, okay. The person that's supposed to get ballet shoes got the coolers, the San Diego right. cooler bag, right? The person that was supposed to get the Kuru shoes got the Bally bag. Do you know what I'm saying? Got the Bally shoes. We got the Bally shoes. Sorry. Those of you that are listening are like, what is going on? And then the third person that was supposed to get the cooler, I don't know what they got because the tracking doesn't show anything. I never got a message and they're local to San Diego. So you would have thought by now I would have heard from them. I heard nothing. Crickets. Yeah. I'm assuming they got the, the other shoes. I think they got the Kuru shoes. Right. But I don't know that because the tracking for the Kuru shoes went to the person that bought the Kuru shoes, but instead they got Bally shoes. You just put the wrong stickers on the wrong boxes. That's what happened. Yeah. And so, so then luckily I had a second cooler. So I sent that cooler to the right person and that tracking is all squared away. So I'm going to get the Bally shoes because the person that didn't get the Bally shoes still wants the Bally shoes. Right. So I'm still going to make some money back. I didn't get negative feedback from anyone. Whoa. Okay. Whew. The person that got, because again, and I posted this on Instagram, I used the apology sandwich. I'm very sorry. I messed up. You know, l let me make this right. The person messaged back said, yeah, I really need these shoes. Can I buy them from somebody else? I'm like, sure. Here's the refund money. My apologies again. Apology, apology, right? Meets in the middle somewhere right. or PBNJ. The Kuru shoes, I just fully refunded them. Well, the cooler shoes, the cooler I lost. I'm never getting the cooler back. The Kuru person is sending me back the Bally's. Now, will the cooler person send me back the Kuru's? So are you going to be proactive and reach out to them and say, hey, I think I sent you the wrong box? You're just going to wait to see if they say something to you? I'm going to wait. Oh, man. Because... Losing the $60 is better than getting any kind of negative. I always find that silence is always better in this situation. Interesting. So I lost a 60 on the Kuru shoes plus the shipping. So that's like 70. I lost a $40 Bally shoes plus the shipping. That's another 50. That's $120. Damn. I lost the cooler 
which I only paid four dollars for. So that's one hundred and twenty-four dollars on top of the one k I lost that day. So, just how it goes. I'm sorry. I apologize if you guys are completely lost on what just happened. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I have not had that happen to me, and so I don't. I can't think of. I can think of one time I sent the wrong items to somebody, but I've never had the swap situation. This is yeah. the first time. I mean, I've we ever. all make mistakes, uh, and I, I really do appreciate you admitting you make mistakes. Um, I'm just, I can just only imagine. We've already talked. You don't care what people are going to say in the comments, but that you know, there's going to be people who are like, as a reseller, you should never, ever, ever make a mistake ever in your entire life, ever. And it's maybe true. That was a rookie mistake, but we all make mistakes. Gotta when you're tired, real. things happen. Um, you know, I mean, even even Reebok makes mistakes and accidentally sells their shoes too cheap and then doesn't send them out. You know, like everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> I know, but I here's the thing. Part of our slogan is to be real. And I got to be real. Like this happens and I hope this resonates with some of you. And and I really don't know how I could avoid that. That's my problem. Like I want to take this as a learning, learning lesson, but I really, one at a time and I still mess this up. And, you know, I don't, I'm not on any kind of medication or <laughs> special things. You know, I I don't drink. I don't do any of that. So I don't even know how this happened. Yeah, but hey, do. just got to be real. So anyways, those are my amazingly bad random stories. Yeah. That's, that was All right. So tell me yours. Uh, well, I only have one. I, okay. I guess I guess I need to turn it into where I start bringing more of these. Uh, but Sorry. I, just, I, just I don't have mean one. overload. I just felt I needed to share because anyways, I have my reasons. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Um, so... I didn't realize how bizarre the conversation was that I'm about to share was until after I left. And then I realized like, I probably should have poked a little more into this. But anyways, I'm at a thrift store and I'm stopping at some thrift stores on my way home. And I show up at this thrift store and I see this, this stereo system. And I'm actually going to talk about it when I get to the Bolo, what it was specifically I bought. But I see this and it's got a sticker on it. And I paid up for it, right? It's like 80 bucks. It's like $80, four pieces. And it said on there the word test. Not tested, <laughs> just, just test. test, okay? So I, I look up comps. I see like, holy cow, I can make a lot of money on this, right? So I throw it in my basket, push it over. I'm at the store that should not be named, right? So I go over to the, the counter and I'm like, hey, I just got a question. Um, before I buy these, it says on here, test. Um, does that mean, and he's like, oh yeah, no, that don't worry. That means that the guy in the back tested him and he told me the name of the guy and he's like, uh, I said, is there like a return policy on these if they don't work? And he goes, well, you have until tomorrow to, to close the business. He says, but trust me, he goes, occasionally maybe something goes wrong, but the guy in the back who tests our stuff at this store is amazing. Like he knows his stuff. He knows electronics. He tests it. If it doesn't work, he'll put on there. It doesn't work. So if it says it's tested, he's tested it to the best of his ability. So I'm like, okay, that gives me some confidence. And he goes, yeah, because I tell you what, the story came from before, man. The guy would put tested on stuff all the time. And a lot of times the stuff just didn't work. He just put tested on it. That sounds terrible. And I was that like, oh, so man. Terrible. Yeah. And then I left. And then as I'm driving away, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what store is that? I should have asked him which but store. But you know what? You got it. You got to act like that every single time, though. Yeah, well, that it's not like tested yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I just mean like if I would know, like if you'd say, yeah, the store on such and such a street. Yeah. Then I know going in like don't trust it at all. Like if it says tested, just assume it's not tested. You know, whereas you, I feel like you can develop a relationship with stores and kind of mm -hmm. realize like, hey, if this store says something is tested and works, there's a good chance because they have a good reputation with me, right? Well, that happened. You know, the store that shall not be named that's near to us, mm -hmm. 
I had a good relationship with the people in the back and they all knew me. And so I never tested anything when I bought from them because they were saying, hey, Orlando, we tested this. Good to go. You should buy it. Right. And it was great. So I get it. But just imagine though, imagine being told that by, yeah, there's this other store where, <laughs> trust me, the stuff isn't really tested. And like, that's basically what he said. Like, you're getting junk. It's probably broken. And, <laughs> you know, like, well, here's the thing. And, and I know that people that have stores that shall not be named in their locations don't experience what we do because we could go up north to LA and I think there's like a 30 day policy on clothing or something. Wow. In some places, you could return electronics in seven days. Like, oh, gosh. That'd be it's great. crazy. I mentioned this at the store that shall not be named. I went the other day and I, uh, I bought this uh, Top Gun costume suit for for my son for his spirit week. And it looked awesome, by the way. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if he's going to like this. And he loved it. But it's funny. He wore it, but he's never watched Top Gun. How weird is that? Anyways, we're watching it tomorrow. Yep. But uh, I said, hey. To <laughs> the danger zone. It's a great movie. So I said, hey, if this doesn't work out, can you return it? They're like, no. I'm like, what? Yep. No? Like, I've no. had that with electronics at the And then, they, and then I said, yeah. well, and they said, well, electronics, you know, we can give you uh, 24 hours, but we shouldn't even be giving you that. Yep. I'm like, what? Did you yeah, just they, tell they me They that? treat you like, this isn't something we normally oh, no. do, but I might make an exception. For and you. when I'm at the register, I had found a pair of boots and it was $9.99, right? And they weren't like Tony Lamas or anything. And they're like, oh, I should have charged you $24.99 for those. I'm like, really? You would charge me $24.99 for this? Oh, yeah. I'm like, these boots are low-tier boots. And it just made, I just felt walking out of the store that shall not be named. And I know people say I always complain, but I'm telling you, Mike and I, this is real. Like, this is how it is, at least in San Diego. Well, and the weird thing, too, is at the 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 two that I went to, I went, I stopped at two Goodwills. I'm just going to call them Goodwills. Store so, that shall not be named. I stopped at two Goodwills on my way home and I stopped at a couple of other thrift stores like Salvation Army and like a American uh, vet store, a few other stores. And I walk into one thrift store and I was surprised at how inexpensive the shoes were. Like mm -hmm. I bought, I bought like three pairs of shoes for about $4.99 to like $7.99 each, which was what I was used to buying that shoes is, for. What? Did you just say three ninety nine? No, 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 four ninety nine. Four, it's still four ninety nine. But it was four ninety nine. That's still cheap. For it was cheap. Here. Yeah, for I got a pair of Morels, like great condition for four ninety nine. That's the score out here in San Diego. It, it's amazing, right? And then I go to the next Goodwill and another pair of Morels. They're charging twenty four ninety nine. Oh and yeah, I'm like that's how. It is. There's no consistency, like none at all. It's bizarre. Anyways, we can go on and on, but we don't want people to comment that we're always whining. So yeah. we'll stop. <laughs> right. Was that your story? That was my story. The tested, untested. Yeah, just because like that's one of those those conversations. Like when you really think about it, like it was a bizarre conversation. Like, I, and I should have <laughs> like I, I almost want to go back and be like, hey, you remember when you told me that you used to work at a store and the, the guy in the back was terrible? What store was that? Do just it. so I know. Do it. Do it. I want it so we can share it on the podcast in the future. I want to know what these. What I should like dox that store and like. <laughs> No, I don't want to put them on blast. I just, I just want to know, because then if you share with me what store it is, I can, I can validate. Because you know, I know the stores around here. So do you? But cool. all right, all right. Now time for our breaking current news. No, I don't. No, this is not news. This is current topics. Current topics. Like, what are, what why, why is it? New? Like, it is news. Like topics. Current yeah, topics. I don't. Is like news. I don't want to seem like we're a news feed or we're like you know. 
we're not pundits, like reselling pundits. All right. But so, are we? So we're just talking about topics and we're not giving news. We're not delivering information. <laughs> we're just talking about topics. It's a difference. This is what happens when we hit the later hours of the podcast. All right. So the first one, okay, I want to, we already, hey, thank you, by the way, all of you that listened and thumbs up uh, our late, our video that we dropped and actually put on the podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, I, you know, by now, supposedly three days ago on the 21st, eBay was going to give us an update on the timeline for when Glitchgate was going to get fixed. So if you don't know what we're talking about, item specifics got thrown off. If you looked at your listings, Maybe it's fixed by now, but if it hasn't been, if you had sizes and other items, all that got kicked out of there. And so eBay has been telling us that behind the scenes, they're going to fix it, that we don't need to worry about it. And so on this past Monday, they were supposed to give us a timeline when that's going to happen. So thank you guys that, you know, watch our YouTube, give it a thumbs up. And if you haven't had a chance yet, this is a good time for us to intro this. If you're listening to the podcast, you know, it always helps to subscribe to our YouTube and hit that bell notifications because this time we put on the podcast, but we don't want to, you know, overwhelm the podcast with little short 10 minute segments. We want to leave that for YouTube. And so this will be a good chance to, for you to get that information. If we ever drop it, we're also on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook as Pure Soul podcast. We are on Twitter, Pure Soul cast. You can always give us a call 619-738-1170, right? Our conspiracy episode. You can call us in. 619-738-1170 or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com and, yeah. and as always if you want to say thank you in a monetary way we do have a PayPal link below and we're always grateful and we have some shirts that have been selling still. Nice. We need to restock our shirts here soon so yeah. that's coming soon. I know there's one listener out there that I still owe you a shirt and we're just between suppliers and we get super busy but I gotcha. I'm going to yeah. take care of it. Yeah and, and I don't know if you've already covered this or not but but iTunes reviews is like one of probably the number one thing you can do to help us out. Mm -hmm. So above anything else, if you appreciate the content we're putting out, um, just take a minute to go on, leave us a review, uh, give us some stars, write something if you you feel like it. And, you know, at least five stars. Yeah, at least five stars <laughs> uh, minimum. Joking. Um, but, but honestly, like f that's the currency in podcasting is the only way people are going to find us is word of mouth or through searching for us, and they're only going to find us if iTunes, I mean, it's there. It's like kind of like that, their algorithm, right? We're only going to show up at the top if we're reviewed well. So uh, please drop us a review. It really, 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 really helps. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And here's the awesome thing. Remember before we wanted to get to 100, and we got to 100. Now we're at 154. Hey, I would love to get to 200 by yeah. the end of this month. That would be awesome. So, And I appreciate you know the latest review here was Mike and Orlando are two hustlers out here dropping knowledge and tips on how to make it as a reseller, both funny and informative. Appreciate that. Hey, someone thinks I'm funny. Well, I'm going to tell my wife that. I'm going to tell somebody said I'm funny. They don't think I'm funny? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm just, like, just I'm sure you're nothing. funny, but like, I often think I'm funnier than I am, and I'm told I'm not as funny as I think I am. So, But somebody else confirmed I'm a funny guy. And then the next person said, great podcast, right? So, hey, we're grateful for both. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Okay, back to our current topics. All right, so going back to Glitchgate. So by now, we don't know where we're at. Hopefully by now it's resolved, but I'm thinking if they're given a timeline that by the time this episode dropped, things haven't been fixed, right? But in case you don't know, part of it is that you could go in there and you could fix it. And some people have chosen to do that. But eBay is saying they're taking care of it. And have you still had sales despite the glitch gate? 
I mean, yeah, definitely there's been a drop off in sales overall. Okay. Uh, but since we've started listing like crazy and getting all of our Department 56 up and getting all of our Legos up and getting all these other things up, um, sales are starting to move back up. Now, is it possible that the sales would be even higher if we weren't experiencing this glitch gate? Yeah, it's possible. I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so, and, that, and that's what I wanted say. to share is that we don't know, right? I've had good sales and I've had days that were quiet, but that's the norm even before Glitchgate, right? So just keep on listing, keep sending offers, keep doing all the things you, you keep doing. And if you want to fix them, go for it. I, to me, I'm, I'm having enough sales that I'm not worried enough. Like if I wasn't having any sales, I'd be in there fixing it. But it's, since I'm having sales, I'm not super concerned. And again, I'm on other platforms that I'm making money. So that's taking care of things. Now, I did want to share, uh, you know, eBay's not alone in this, right? Poshmark, I don't know. Did you know about the issue about being able to get paid? Like that was an issue that's uh -uh. been taking place. Etsy's had some issues. Uh, and somebody had, uh, this is Careless Kingdom, X dropshippers that I was going back and forth. You know, they were dropping, like they would drop within like five minutes, like $5,000 in ads wow. on Facebook. Think about that. Like, and so they were telling me about, like Shopify, right? It's another platform. And, you know, Shopify supposedly is the second biggest, second to Amazon. But on Shopify, when they were on there, they were telling me that the goal was to make like 20% profit. But most of the time it was only 5%. Mm. Wow. Like, and we're talking about, you know, so you make 50K in a month. It's not a lot of money, right? That That's, that's rough. But what they were saying is like on Shopify would be glitchy. 50% of the time, right? Or sometimes it wouldn't work. This stuff wouldn't work on Facebook and you'd get, you wouldn't get your money, right? So in sharing this, right, it, it was good to get a perspective, right? And, and the perspective is that, and we shared this in our quick 10 minute blurb, is that regardless of what platform you're in, this is bound to happen, right? So it's been on eBay, it's been on Poshmark. And again, you don't hear these things, right? I didn't hear a lot about the Poshmark thing. I haven't heard a lot about the Etsy thing, right? I mean, you're going to hear it in the circles that are using it. The reason why you hear it so much with eBay is because- We're in the eBay circles. We're in the eBay circles, right? So it's one of those things like, yeah, I, I do think I'm on both sides of the, the fence on this, which I usually am not. I'm usually pretty firmly in, in one camp or the other, but I absolutely 100% empathize and sympathize with the people who Agreed. Are, have Agreed. lost money oh, yeah. and are frustrated with eBay. I get it. Especially if this is your, your, it's your income, right? Yeah. Like you're playing with people's livelihood. And I also 100% understand where eBay is at, where they are a business that's trying to make money. So they're going to try and rectify and fix the situation. But also there's humans and there's going to be mistakes. Like even the best companies, like just think of like, you're a huge Apple guy, right? Like how many times do Apple release products and it's like huge bugs, mistakes. Glitchy like, all over the place, yeah. And so that's just normal and I think people expect that. And I think the hard part is when you when you put people on a pedestal or you put companies on pedestals as if they could be perfect. Now, what we do expect and want is that when mistakes happen that, that they take every step necessary to rectify it and that there's a certain amount of humility and, and openness, but then you're still never going to, you're never going to appease everybody. And so I'm trying to, to to fit in both camps here and say, like, I get it. eBay's that there's part of it that's screwed up and people are rightly upset and frustrated. And there's time like I'm kind of frustrated with it. And then at the same time, it's like, but I get where eBay's coming from. And I'm not going to try and vilify them because I know there's good people that are working really hard to fix this. And there wasn't like somebody there like, <laughs> I'm going to mess with people or they weren't like, 
yeah, we just don't really care. And so like, ah, uh, oops, stuff went Unless wrong. Unless you want to you throw know. that into our conspiracy episode. Yeah, maybe there is some some deep, dark conspiracy there. Maybe somebody was like unhappy with their job to eBay and they're like, I'm going to mess but with it. But that you. is possible. It's possible. You know, that is possible. So, so we don't know. But anyways, I wanted to share that. That's my conspiracy. <laughs> somebody, there is somebody that instead of, you know, somebody that was upset about Devin resigning was like, I'm done with eBay. That was his last thing. Like, he brought a couple of programmers with him on his way out the door and they were like, we got your back, man. Don't worry. Oh my goodness. Anyways, just so, wait for a couple of weeks. It's going to drop. All right. I want to get back to reality here. Hey, what's reality? It is serious. I mean, the money, losing money is a big deal. So we totally get that. I just wanted to point out that, hey, this is across all platforms. And I want to reiterate, you got to be ready. You got to diversify. You got to have savings and which we already talked about before. So I don't want to belabor the point, but hey, I'm hoping that things get fixed. I'm hoping by the time this episode has dropped, that's already been fixed. All right. But who knows? Hey, thanks again, Careless Kingdom, for sharing about your dropshipping experience. Uh, basically, what I got was you had to be in front of a, a laptop 10 hours a day, and it was hard to get nice margins, mm. which I get. It. And there are some successful dropshippers that do listen to us. So I get it. Everybody's experience is different. It's kind of like Amazon. There are some people that run with Amazon, and there's others that don't have the same, right? And it all depends. And and their careless kingdom is happy now with eBay because 70% returns is what they're sharing with me. That's good. That's really good. You know what I mean? Like, and the beauty of eBay, you can get like 100 to 200%, 300% returns depending on what you pick up, right? You know, so. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. All right. This is nefarious. PayPal. And this is a little old. This dropped in October, October 11. But they are keeping their fees after a canceled transaction or a refund. We've already talked about this, though, haven't we? Yeah, but then they retracted. And now they're like, we're doing it. I don't know. See, I'm on the other end of this. Like again, like I'm, I look at this as another tax on resellers. So I'm, I would be the first one to say, like, I wish they wouldn't do it. And I would fight against it. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I would, maybe I'm totally off because I don't, I'm not selling in the quantities. Like I'm not selling like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or, or, you know, even a year as far as that goes, that like the returns, the 3% on a return is going to make that much of a difference. I just consider oh, that cost of business. No, it's huge. Is it? Yeah. 2.9%, whatever the 3%. You think about it, a hundred dollar item, right? That's three bucks. Yes, right? but, but how often, like but I just think of how I many sell, times. You know, but is, let's say you sell 50 items, right? That are a hundred bucks. That's $150. If you sell a hundred, uh, say you sell, you scale that to a thousand. Yeah, but that means that's return. So if you're getting a hundred returns. Or cancel transactions. Yeah, but you're being charged for a person going, I changed my mind or I don't want this or somebody doing, you know, just saying this didn't fit. Like you're being penalized Right. For an action that isn't is out of your control. But like if you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But if you're paying, you're, but you're already saying like you're paying for free shipping. So you're paying their shipping back. You're already being penalized if they're doing that. Yeah. And now PayPal, which again, PayPal is using to their advantage that they're in the United States. If you go to Europe, you know how long it takes to take a wire transfer like that. If you're in the U.S., you have to wait a day. And then if I want to transfer sooner, I have to pay fees on top of that. So, Maybe we should all just trade in Bitcoin and we'd be good to go. Sure. <laughs> I'm just, if there's ever a time I think there's injustice, this is unjust. But but they're a company. They're, I mean, they're, 
Yeah, and you know what? I'm done with that. I'm just hoping eBay get global shipping on managed payments, and I'm done with PayPal. Done. I mean, but that's the beauty of capitalism, right? Is if there's another company that can you come can out, exploit people. No, no. If there's another company that can come out and provide the same service that PayPal is providing, while also making the the people who are using it happier because they're not adding these extra fees, then it'll come around and do it, and then everybody wins. But if another company can't do it, it's probably because PayPal has they're doing things right, and other people aren't able to to compete with it. Yeah, but it, it's it's the same thing. It to me. It's almost, but it's not. It's worse. So it's kind of like ATM fees or insufficient fund fees, right? ATM fees to me will eventually be a thing of the past. I'm hoping in time, right? But there was a time that people were being exploited. So people that didn't have money, right? They would be charged some astronomical insufficient funds fee, right? But those that knew how to maneuver the system and and understood things were able to get those removed right and eventually the government stepped in which i'm not a fan of ever you know i'm i'm just not i i'm i'm big on like hey let business be business but sometimes there are those moments where people are being exploited and you know the government a few years ago said hey you can't charge these exorbitant amounts right you there, there could be fees but there's a time when you're taking advantage of people Right. And I think PayPal has done it next level by this is just, hey, the seller isn't doing anything. The seller is trying to make business and make money. They're already getting their fees. They're already charging their amount. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, because this buyer changed their mind, we're going to penalize the buyer. Why not penalize? Why not penalize? I mean, we're going to penalize the seller. Why not penalize the buyer and say, you know what? You, you're you only going to get 97% but, of your but feedback. But can't you build that into your refund policy? I you mean, can. And some people have done that. They've added like a, a dollar across the board to everything or they've added it to their returns or, you know, there are ways to do that. But ultimately, to me, there's no rhyme or reason for this. That's just where I land. Yeah. I just wanted people to be aware. Like, you know. I just, you, I'm at the place where, and I get, like, I get that the extra 3% can be a big deal. But if I'm thinking of, if I'm selling enough stuff that I'm getting a hundred returns on a hundred dollar items, then that three percent over a hundred items is just cost of doing business. I'm selling probably thousands of items that aren't being returned. I don't right? know. Let's so your thoughts. I'm interested in what other people and, think. And, and, and I'm never a fan of like paying more. Like any I like yeah. thought of paying more. Like you know, I'm against even like I don't even like the idea of, of free returns. But you'd be the first one to argue and say, Look, free returns. Yeah, you're yeah, paying. You're right. Occasionally, you're paying the shipping on them returning stuff. But if that gets you this benefit, this benefit, this benefit, that's the cost of doing business, right? So if you're saying like, hey, 3%, now that's extra 3% that you aren't used to paying. So that sucks. That's that's extra cost of doing business. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I would say like, this is nefarious. And they are now like, the fact that they're charging you a $1.50 or a couple dollars on a return. It's a principle. It's like this. If I find $20 outside of a Walmart on the floor and I turn it in, shouldn't I turn in $20 or $2,000? It doesn't matter. It's a principle, right? It's both like, hey, you're, 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 you're doing the right thing. But you're still using this. Like The, the reason why I, I understand where PayPal is coming in, I don't know what their costs are per transaction, but there is, there has to be a cost on their end, right? Like, but they do. They already charge that. Well, but the point I'm trying to make is when I, let's say I buy something from you. And then we'll move on from this because I don't want to. Yeah, talk I know. About I know. But let's say I buy something from you. Okay. So I send you money through PayPal. PayPal, then they're now 
they're now brokering this transaction. So they're taking the money, then they take it from my account, they put it into your account, they've had to do this transaction, right? Mm -hmm. it, it costs them computing power, it costs them engineering, it costs them their intellectual property, it costs them server space, all of that stuff it did, right? Then let's say I buy this thing from you, I don't like it and I return it to you. Now they have to do that transaction backwards. They take the money from you and they put it into their account and then back into mine. So now they've actually done double work, but they're only asking for the payment once. So it's kind of like, they're saying like, hey, we're the one on returns that are really losing out. Because now it's not just one transaction, but it's two transactions and we don't get anything. So it really kind of makes sense to say, hey, when there's double transaction, like somebody's got to pay for this because if they can do these transactions for free, they wouldn't be a business. Yeah, but they already have, the, they already charge you a fee. So they're, they're, it's not, they already charge, I forget whatever the percentage, it was like 49 cents or whatever it is. They're already charging the fee for that. They already say, this is what it costs for us to do it. The other is the extra that they're taking on top. That's where the issue is. I get you got to pay for, you know, things that happen. That makes sense. But when you're already saying this is how much it costs us to do it, and then I'm going to take more on top of that, that's where my issue is. But are they doing, well, I guess I see where you're coming from. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not, so like like I said, I'm the, I'm the first person to say that taxes on sellers like that is not something I appreciate. And I'm not happy about the idea of having to pay an extra 3%. I just don't know if I'm mad enough to say like, hey, this is them taking advantage of people as opposed to, hey, maybe they think they've got the power and sway right now and they're going to charge a little bit more. And if it doesn't work and people stop using PayPal, then PayPal will change and they'll charge less, right? It's the same thing with like, you know, any business, they're going to try and make a little more. Walmart's going to charge an extra 10 cents per item. And if it doesn't work, then they'll lower the prices again. No, I hear you. I get it. I just, anyways, I just want people to be aware and maybe pretty much all of you were aware. Yeah. But just in case you weren't. PayPal's no. ripping you off. 100%. All right. Switch to Bitcoin. <laughs> Quick. No, Bitcoin. All right. Uh, hey, I want to talk about off-price stores for a little bit. So, because we just had a whole podcast, mm -hmm. right, about how to source for Q4 and off-price stores. So we, we're all talking about the death of, not the death, but the end of brick-and-mortar stores as far as retail. And Ross is instead opening 100 new stores. But I still think that's a move towards the death of, of brick-and-mortar. Yeah, I get that. But brick-and-mortar as far as selling at exorbitant prices, brick-and-mortar stores, like the mall, you know, like when you yeah. go to the mall and you go, I don't know, let's say Macy's, right? Macy's like prices are super next level, but you can get, now here's the tricky thing. Next levels in there high. I feel like Macy's is cheap. Really? Yeah. Maybe they, I haven't been in a Macy's. I used to work for Macy's. Macy's is cheap, so, especially because they okay, have so Nordstrom. many and sales. Okay, Nordstrom is a little more. Yeah. Okay, right? But you can maybe get the same products at, I don't know, Nordstrom Rack or so on. Right. Right? But I found this interesting for, on two levels. One is that this is going to, I think this is ultimately going to change a few things. This is going to change one reselling because a lot of people source at Ross, right? So this may a flood the market, right? With stuff from Ross or B, it may allow for more opportunities, right? We don't know. Yeah. I almost don't know if it's flood the market as much as, I mean, there might be that aspect, but I think yeah. the other aspect is if Ross becomes more popular amongst the millennial shoppers, the buyers, if they're going to these off-price stores, 
they're going to be less likely to be spending top dollar prices on eBay for the same item. Well, and that that's the thing. And that's, so it's not that the market's flooded in the sense of there's more resellers sh- shopping at all and picking up all these Ross stuff and throwing mm-hmm. it on eBay. But people are just like, I'm not paying those prices. I shop at Ross. True. And, you know, if, but if people don't have a Ross. But if they're opening up a hundred. That's what I mean. No, like, I know. If, I know. But that if, if places that didn't have them now all of a sudden have them, your buying base just went down. Agreed. And it's kind of like with Marshalls and TJ Maxx. Like, you know, you have people all the time. <laughs> you see it on Instagram where somebody sold something for Marshalls and somebody will message them and go, why are you charging me this much? I could have got to send Marshalls at this price. Right. But it's the same principle, mm. right? We're connecting buyers to items that they want. Right. So I don't know. I just thought I'd throw this out there. I thought this was interesting. Now I want to tie it in to another story. And I, I don't know if, you know, I'm not saying the today show is a reliable news source, but they had this news story, which I thought was interesting. So, Sometimes, you know, you'll go into TJ Maxx or Marshalls and let's say you find a Robert Graham item, right? And so it's like $20, $30 for this Robert Graham shirt and you see the retail tag and it's 150 to 200 and you're, you're going, wow, like this is going to be a good, you know, ROI. And then you do the research and it's not that great, right? So always be careful. But here's what's interesting. What this news report did is they found out that not everything at these off-price stores come from original retailers which I thought was weird because you think you're buying something, a brand from Nordstrom, you think they carry it at Nordstrom. But what they found is you could look in the tags and it would say like TJX. And what's happened is that this, these designers have allowed TJ Maxx and Marshalls and whatever stores to make their own clothing with those brand names on there. Yep. I was, um, I was poorer growing up, you know? And even when I graduated out of high school and I got a decent paying job right out of high school, I still was in this, like, I couldn't spend a lot of money for clothes. Like, it just didn't yeah. feel right. And so I would go to Target and I was like, I remember when I first started getting into style and I'm like, oh man, I can get some chucks. I wish people on the podcast could see Mike's movement. Yeah. And like, it was jazzy. It's pretty cool, man. So I, I see this pair of chucks at Target and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting these. So I buy these chucks and I'm wearing them and I think I'm all cool. And then some people at my work are like, man, are those one stars? Oh like yes, stars. I they're remember like, those. I'm like, these are these are my chucks. And they're like, yeah, those are Target chucks. And I'm like, yeah, but who? They, I got them at Target, but they're, they're like, no, it's like a different one. Like those aren't the all stars. Those are one stars. Like, they, they just sell them at Target. And I'm like, man, even when I try and get on brand, I'm getting the off brand, on brand thing. So I, yeah, I could see how that that TJ Maxx and Ross have deals with these companies to get the name brand, but it's not the it's not the high level name brand. Correct. So the only reason I share that story is just to be careful when you're sourcing out there. Number one, you should never go with, hey, just because the MSRP says this and this is what they're selling for, that you're going to make money on it. You should definitely check comps. The other part do is- Do your research. Do your research. The other part is just be aware that what you're picking up may not be that quality. They actually were pointing out on this story, and maybe we'll put the link below. Uh, they actually were pointing out on this story that the quality wasn't the same. Right. So again, this also goes back to the idea of sourcing what people want. Mm. Right. This is why I still think I think there's a place for retail arbitrage in eBay world and Amazon world. But I'm a big fan of when it comes to clothing that you find those vintage items that are scarce. And that's where your money is going to be. I like it. Especially in clothing, because, man, this is this is this is going to be interesting because 
if that is the case, I wonder how much items are being flooded. Now, the other thing they shared in this story is that one good way is to just do your research and see if that item is actually being sold in that name brand store. Right. And I do that all the time. I'll find, you know, a certain pair of jeans or something. And I'm like, huh, I wonder how much these go for retail. And that's how I do decide how much I'm going to charge for an item if I don't find comps. So anyways, just thought I'd share that. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Okay, a couple more things and then we're done. Hey, be aware, Amazon, I don't know if you got the email. A lot of people I, I, I uh, was talking to on Instagram were telling me, yeah, I didn't even read the email, but Amazon is raising their inventory performance index to 400. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, but I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry. So basically, I'm sure that's probably a bad thing. in order to get unlimited storage on Amazon for items, you have to have a certain number, right? And right now it's 350. So if you're above 350, then you're all good and you can send in as much stuff as you want. If you're not, they'll limit and they really limit how much you can send in. So to me, it just seems that Amazon is moving more and more towards and away from one-off sellers. Because if you do a lot of one-off, right, your stuff may sit longer in the warehouse. You may not sell things as fast. But if you're selling constantly hot items or, or items that are selling for cheap, like your number is going to be way up because one of the ways that you can get your IPI up is your sell-through rate. If you're constantly selling, 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 chances are you're going to you know sell through and your number won't be as high, but your out-of-stock number may be high. So you got to be careful there to either replenish that stock or close that listing and remove it so you're not worrying about your IPI numbers. Yeah. I mean, and that totally makes sense from Amazon's perspective. Because they they have limited space in their warehouses and they have huge warehouses. But even still, let's say you've got one rack in the warehouse, and if you got one seller who's got their items on that rack and nothing ever sells, and then another rack that they have in the warehouse that the moment stuff comes in, it's going out. So there's that rack is making tens of thousands of dollars over the month, and the other one makes fifty dollars. As far as Amazon's concerned, like well, one of them is a good customer and the other one is not. We're gonna cater to the one that's bringing us money. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. So just be aware of that I definitely see that Amazon, like eBay, eBay is doing the same thing. And we talked about this earlier is that, you know, accepting low offers and more sales come in. All platforms love seeing more sales. Yep. Money, money, money. And I so, mean, you do too, right? No, I do too. I just don't, I'm not a fan of losing money. Nobody know. is. No, I don't. But, <laughs> but what I find with Amazon is sometimes they just want you to sell through stuff. And instead of making that $10 by waiting longer, they want to see you just make that two bucks. Because yep. in the end, they get their fees. Yeah, they're making. Matter. Yep. So, but just be aware if you're getting into the Amazon game, you're going to have to sell and sell and sell. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, it's eBay might be the, uh, the slow dime. Amazon's fast nickel. Well, I remember five years ago, you could do kind of slow dime on Amazon. There was no long term storage fees. And, you know, there is no IPI. So you could send something in and you're like, I'll just wait to get top dollar. Like those, those days are definitely yeah. gone. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense that those are the days when they were building. Right. And now that there's somebody, they can kind of say like, all right, like now that you've helped us build this empire that we have, we will, we will cater to the people who are helping us the most, you know, but in the mean, like when they were first starting, even though they weren't first starting, but as they were building that aspect, they were kind of more desperate. Like, we'll take anybody. We've got the space. We need the sellers. And so, and that, I think the encouragement or the advice that I would take out of that is whenever there's a new platform, whenever there's a new, whatever it is, and you're getting involved, 
you can't expect that the glory days that the like the honey oh, yeah. hole is going to always be there like that but you've got to work extremely hard so that you rise to the top so that way when those days end that you're one of the people that that platform or that whatever it is is looking to is like we want to make this seller happy because they bring us money and so you'll keep some of those golden era benefits as all of the other people who are kind of just like riding the wave are kicked out right mm-hmm. So that's still not a bad thing. It just means you've got to be willing to work harder, hustle, and rise to the top. It's kind of like the era of Poshmark shipping. I'm just going to leave it there. All right. So it the is next, wrong. I can't next. wait to the, like, I mean, we, we know that, whoa, whoa, whoa. that, I just, that I was post, it there. post office fees will go up. So there might be a slight increase, but it's not what you think it is. So. Well, and that's one of the things, but I'll leave that for another podcast. But yes, post office fees are going up, but it's mainly on the flat rates. Mm. But again, I always say this. If you charge shipping on anything above first class, higher prices isn't going to affect you. It may affect your sales, right? So, because, you know, people are going to look for the cheaper shipping option, but I haven't seen that yet. So, all right. uh, Next thing I wanted to share, because I thought this was super cool. This isn't like a reseller topic, but something that Allison, can you, can you say her username? Uh, Big Drift Thrift. Yes. So she shared this on Instagram. I thought this was super awesome. So. You know how lately eBay's become like a layaway program. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Like people, you'll accept the offer and then it's like, what? When are you going to pay? And then they don't pay. Or it happens all, I don't know. It's happened a lot. I would say in the last two weeks, I've probably had 30 plus items end up in this world. Okay. So this was her tip. Thank you, Alice, for sharing this. She says, if somebody sends you an offer, you decline it. Okay, and you go back to that listing if you're willing to accept that offer and you change your price to what they offered you. And then on the decline, you send a message and say, hey, I appreciate your offer. I'm willing to do that offer. I've changed my pricing so you can buy it right away. This will be up for a certain amount of time and just leave it at that. So two things come out of that. The buyer has to pay immediately because now it's a buy it now, which you can set that setting. And two, it creates urgency because maybe somebody else will grab it ahead of time. Yeah, that's good. The only thing I worry about, and this is one of those things where we just don't know, we don't have the data for it. Will declining those offers hurt you in the algorithm? Even if you're converting sales? I don't know. The other thing I worried about too is people like quick stuff, right? They, Mm -hmm. you know, accept the offer, boom, they'll pay right away, right? And so will this, you know, lead to people going like, Give might them, be like, why are you doing Like, why don't you just accept my offer? Exactly. And they'll give them that moment of pause to go, maybe I, I don't know if I want to buy this. But I, you know, Allison sells a lot of good yeah. stuff, right? I mean, if, you, if you're not following, saying, if you're not following big underscore thrift, underscore thrift. Drift, thrift. Thrift, thrift. That's what I said. <laughs> On Instagram, you should. Because she has great items that she sells, bolos that you've never heard of. And it's in Alaska. But what I'll share is I thought it was a great idea because I'm leaning towards I want to do that because I'm getting really tired of people not paying. And until managed payments get squared away, this looks like a great alternative to, you know, get your money when people are actually. And then you separate the people that aren't really serious. Mm. So I appreciate the idea. So, again, somebody sends an offer. You're willing to go with the offer. You go, you adjust the price. Then you decline. In that decline, you send them a message, say, hey, I've adjusted the price so you can buy it right away. And if the person really wants it, I don't think they're going to be scared. So you know what? 
I'm going to do that now. I'm going to try hey, it. at least try it. I'm going to we'll tr- report back, see how it worked. I'll report it back. So I'm going to try this until our next update episode. We'll see what happens. I like it. All right. Thank you, Allison, for sharing that with us. Really appreciate that. Are you ready for our next segment? I think so. Bolo. Yeah. Bolo time. I, I totally butchered the word segment, too. I don't know what I said. I did say segment. It sounded like segment. Okay. That works. All right. What's your bolo, Mike? All right. My bolo. So this goes back to uh, the tested item, uh, not the, not the, the, not really tested, but just pretend tested, you know, but hopefully really tested item. And I don't know if you've heard of this brand before, and maybe I should have because I like vintage audio. So I could just be like an idiot for not knowing this. But there's this, I saw this speaker set, like a home theater set. Yeah. And the brand is, I think it's Denon. Oh, yeah. Denon. Denon sells. All right. So I see, I see this, this speaker set. You got to be set. careful, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I did the research. I looked up this specific one. And there's a home entertainment system, and it was the receiver. And the sub and two speakers, like two satellite speakers. And I paid 80 bucks. Like I paid up. I, now I get a 10% discount because I'm a teacher. So, mm-hmm. you know, got a little bit of a deal there. Uh, but the nice thing with this is this set is selling even individual pieces. So just the receiver, just the speakers, just the subwoofer is selling for more than the $80 that I bought it for individually. So no matter what, I'm going to make my money if I separate it out. Now, if I bundle it all together, um, it's even more. I saw some people now. One of the the comps that I saw, I'm not sure if it's real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but there was one comp for just the receiver piece because a lot of them that I saw were just speakers, just the receiver piece for four hundred and forty nine dollars. But nice. it was a bid, right? So I don't know if it's an auction bid. It only had one bid on it, so I don't know if somebody just like jokingly bid it and didn't pay. Yeah, and it's hard to tell, you know, because it doesn't tell you now. Yeah. The other thing is, I do find that. People that buy through eBay's global shipping program, since they, there's no other way for them to get it, they're willing to drop good money Put on Put that things. kind of money on. Yeah. So, hey, if it's possible for me to get that kind of money, I'm going to be ecstatic. But either way, uh, it was a brand that I'm not used to seeing. I don't see it very often. But when I saw that the comps were really high on this specific unit, uh, it just made me think like, hey, here's one more brand. I'm at a point now where I almost don't even look at speakers. Just because there's so many that aren't worth money and you can mm-hmm. spend a lot of time looking at them. But of course, we know like Bose, right? Mm-hmm. I know Polk Audio. Polk Audio is great. And now I've got one more that I can look for and say like, ooh, I know this sells. So that's why it's a bolo. Still do your research because some, you know, there might be some models that aren't worth anything. Uh, but if you find the ones that are worth, it's at least worth your time to to do the research. You know. And I'll add to that, you know, bookshelf speakers to me are some of the easiest fl- flips, right? Because they're usually super cheap at the store that shall not be named or wherever you source them. And then they're easier to pack, right? Because they're usually like two speakers. You got to just bubble wrap them and you may need to float the box depending on, you know, the kind of speakers and the covering on them. But you can usually, it's not as heinous as a huge set of speakers, awkwardly shaped speakers. They're usually just rectangular or square and it's pretty easy. Yeah, I have this Polk Audio, like the super awesome Polk Audio sub system that like you can attach directly to like other speakers. Like it's, it's this really cool thing. And I got it for, I think I paid like 30 or 40 bucks and I think I can get like 150 for it, but I don't want to ship it cause it's so big. I'd, I'd probably lose in shipping. You know, I'd probably, my ROI would be really low. So I'm trying to sell it local, but I've moved and I'm not close to the city anymore. And so I've had so many people on Facebook marketplace, like reach out to me and they're like, Hey, is this still available? I'm like, yeah, but now I'm at, 
blah, blah, blah location. And they're like, oh, well, let me know if you're ever in town. And then it's a nightmare of like, well, like, like go into town on this day. Like, are you available? Like, so I want to sell these things local. But yeah, when you're talking bookshelf speakers, you're talking smaller speakers. It's better than a giant subwoofer mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, there's still money. Like if you I'm still not upset that I picked up that Polk audio system because I know I'm going to be able to, to, to flip it eventually local. Uh, but bookshelf speakers, like you said, easier to ship. You're not going to lose that money on the shipping. And so, and smaller storage, you're looking at footprint in your own storage space. And so something to think about. Agreed. Yeah. What's your bolo? So mine is, and I always feel like I always share something before and, and then I find that I didn't, but playoff gear, right? I, you know, I had nice sales when the Cardinals made it. I don't know how far the Phillies made it, but you know, I sold a Philly jersey for 42 bucks, paid $5. I sold the Cardinals jacket. I paid 20. I sold for 110. I saw some other Cardinals gear. I mean, you got to pay as even if you're not a sports person, it doesn't hurt every once in a while to just, you know, Google a certain, you know, sport like Major League Baseball or NBA or whatever it is. Or, you know, if you're near a sports bar or whatever, just to pay attention, because you never know when you have certain items that are going to sell for money at a peak. And that's happened to me sometimes where. A certain team makes it to the playoffs and something that's been sitting forever sells. And I'm like, yes. Or I priced it too low because at the time the comps, it was at a certain price because the playoffs, they went up in value and then I lost money. So keep an eye for playoff gear. It definitely, you know, makes your mind. I remember when, you know, the Cavaliers were in the playoffs or when the Lakers, I remember when all these different teams, the Warriors and so on, I was making good money. But so what happened is when, those teams were started making in the playoffs. I raised my prices and I still made money on those items. So it always, always pays off to pay attention to what's going on in sports. Yeah. I don't even watch sports, but yeah, it's one of those things where you never know why certain items sell. Right. So like, like if a new movie comes out and you're yeah. not paying attention, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Why did that? Oh, they came out with a new movie that's connected to that. Uh, so, but yeah, that goes to show like you could have made more if you were paying attention, you raise your prices. Cause if, when demand goes up, if you're, if your pricing is still set for when demand was low, you're going to lose out. So that that's kind of just even a reminder to be aware of what's going on in culture as much as you can. Follow the trends because you might have items in your store. You're like, oh, sweet, that sold. But you actually lost money because you could have made more if you understood what was happening. Yeah. And there's a sweet spot, mm -hmm. you know, and for so for example, I think I shared this the play mobile movie came out back in I don't know August or September. And I was selling a ton of play mobile. But I thought I could sell it for more now. And so I listed some things too high and then it didn't sell. Mm. So, right. So you got to find that sweet spot where you don't get too uh, ambitious with your price, but you need to make a little bit more. So just be aware. So that's my Bolo playoff gear. I like it. What are you looking forward to, Mike? Uh, well, I guess since we're moving to that, we're done with our B -b 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 Bolo. We just wanted to play that one more time. Yeah, I did ending the segment there. So I like uh, I what like am I looking it. forward to? So I had a few things I was thinking about saying here. And then I remembered like the really big one that it, it, it's going to impact reselling a little bit, but mostly it's like a personal finance thing. Kind of. Um, I'm going to buy a motorcycle. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. It's weird right now. Let me explain why this is a big deal for me. So I used to ride a motorcycle. So this isn't like all new for me. Um, I was actually, I, met my wife i rode up to meet my wife and i was riding a motorcycle so um, oh no i did know about it because you had mentioned no have you ever mentioned almost getting in an accident one time yeah i, I think so <clears throat> I, I mean i know i've told the story several times I, I i actually have crashed a motorcycle before but 
the reason I'm getting this motorcycle, it's, it's twofold. Um, one, the car that I drive, and it will affect reselling to an extent because it'll be harder to dr- stop by thrift stores on the way home, right? I hear you. Uh, but on two things, my big car that I drive to work, since I've moved, now I have like, it's crazy. It's like an hour long commute. Whereas the school that I'm at is like literally three minutes away from my old place. So it would have been just like three minutes around the block. I'm at, I'm at home or I'm at school. And now it's like an hour, especially if there's traffic. So with a motorcycle, I can cut through a bunch of traffic, which yeah. is going to be great. So I'm saving time and time is money. So even if that's me getting home so that I can and help with listing gas. or whatever it is, that's the other one. Gas is huge. So my car, I have a, a 99 Forerunner, which I love. It's an amazing car, but it gets like 18 miles a gallon. So I'm going through like almost four gallons every single day. No, no, more than that. Yeah, I'm going through, I don't know, but I'm going through a lot because I, I, it's like a 70 mile round trip and I'm getting 18 miles to the gallon. I'm going to get a motorcycle that's going to get closer to like 60 miles to the gallon. It's going to make a huge difference in the long run. So, you know, I'm excited for that because it's a, you know, a throwback to my, my crazier days when I rode a motorcycle. I'm going to be saving money. I'm going to be saving time. Uh, and, you know, I'll have a, a, a sweet new ride, which will level up my cool factor. Mike's just a cool guy all around. Yeah. I keep hearing more I live and in more. A, I live in a trailer, but hey, I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it has to be a cool bike. Yeah. Do you know what you're getting? Uh, well, all bikes are kind of cool unless I get like a, a scooter, get a moped. A Vespa? Wham. You can still be cool. Those are cool now. Yeah, man. I'd rock that. It'd be awesome. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, Hey, that's what you're looking forward to. Cool. So no, no. Uh, I'm getting a motorcycle and Orlando's <laughs> looking forward to seeing it. So hey. thanks, guys. Uh, no, I'm just joking. What are you looking no, forward to? Okay. Before I start, that, I do need to rewind something I said earlier since we don't edit in this purely organic. Uh, the whole idea of the best offer and all that. And make sure you decline the offer first because you can't adjust the price if an offer is out there. That makes sense? So if you're sending an offer or you get an offer sent, you cannot adjust anything until you decline that offer. So some of you are going to be asking and you're going to go, you're going to comment on the YouTube and then five minutes later, like, oh, Orlando said it. So my apologies, but just wanted to add that one more time. You have to decline first, then adjust the price. So my apologies. I think you said that. Did I say that? Yeah. Just in case I wanted to make sure that was clear. All right. So I'm looking forward to sending in more FBA shipments. Things are going to be picking up. So I'm excited. Kind of excited about that. I don't know. It's not exciting until things really take off, but I need to send more stuff in. But the other thing I'm really excited for, and this is reseller related, is organizing my place. So I mentioned a couple of days ago that I was getting a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. So before the housekeeper, I had a babysitter that I was stopping by. Did I mention this? And yeah, you wanted to clean your house before the babysitter <clears throat> came. Correct. So I, it was nice and I've kept it that way since then. And I'm telling you, then the housekeeper came and cleaned up some more. And I am so much more productive now than I was before. Right. Because I don't have a warehouse. I have my storage unit and I have my place and I live in a condo. And my condo is not like a small condo. It's about 1400 square feet and it's two floors. So I don't feel cramped in there. But at the same time, when there's stuff everywhere, you're just like, eh, whatever. Like, you know, you're walking over stuff or, you know, I talked about the stuff on the top of the kitchen cabinet. I moved a lot of that stuff already. So 
I've been way more productive with this empty space. So my goal by next update episode is to have pretty much, I can't clear the stuff in the extra closets because that's clothing stuff, but you know, all the, I don't know, you could call them knickknacks or gugas or I don't know what other words there is yeah, for yeah, knickknack. I've never heard of gugas. No, that's a, that's a word. Is it? That's a word. And there's another word. I don't know what the other word is, but there's another one. Yeah, there's too. another word, guys. <clears throat> don't worry about it. Whatever there it is. is, though, it's out there. You know what it is. Okay, but anyways, you've used it. You've heard it. I want stuff to be cleared out, and I want to get a process that as soon as stuff is in, it is. And I've been doing this better, like garage sale stuff. I've been listing either the day of or the next day, and I'm moving it out and I'm storing it away. Nice. <clears throat> so. I'm retaking ownership of my place because right. I want it to be a place of socializing and fellowship yeah. and people not asking, why do you have those random hunting knives on your fireplace? I thought about that That's the other day. Question. I bought some the other day and I go, that'd be kind of weird. Right somebody- next to a box of Barbies. <clears throat> people are like, this guy's weird. <laughs> no, That's what I mean. Like, I want that to be done. I'm, uh, there's going to be a new phase in Orlando's life. Yeah. It started with him making his bed. Now he's cleaning his room, and before you know it, <laughs> my room's always no, my room's always clean. It's it's kind of like the living space, kitchen, like that place. It is, is a cluttered. metaphor to the organization of your life, which is really a picture of the clutter within your own soul. That is true. I got a lot of clutter in my own. So no. <laughs> clutter, baggage, whatever you want to call it. Tune into our last Make Your Bed episode. You can hear about some of that baggage that's on there. So, anyways, that's what I'm looking forward to organizing my space and. Leveling it up. Good stuff, man. So I like it. Hey, I appreciate it. I like this episode. It's good stuff. Because we, we always get I like our banter, so we're good. And we're still friends when we walk out of here. That's good. Did we argue in this one? A little bit. We disagreed on some things. I think the last I think two was holding a grudge a little bit there. No, we're good. What do you mean? We're good. We're I didn't all- even know there was like a possibility that we weren't good. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but you know, it's funny. Okay. So we should be ending this soon, but you know, there was a dropping that 10 minute episode the other day. Mm. Like we, we got into it a little because like, when are we going to drop this? Are we going to put music at the front? You wanted to make it raw and dirty. I'm like, Hey, let's make it this way. And in the end, it all mellowed out and we dropped the episode and it brought value. Yeah. You guys should see the behind the scenes, man. It's, it's good times. Good times. But Hey, Mike and I, we're good friends. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Peace. Peace.